Whiskey and rain coming down, coming down. It's Michael Ray. This life ain't for everybody. And whiskey, his, he's got a huge hit, Whiskey and Rain, and it is awesome. And speaking of whiskey, today's presenting sponsor is the one and only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, Jack Daniels. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. You know what we mean when we talk about the old number seven, the gentleman Jack, the single barrel, the fire, the apple, the honey, the Sinatra, the gold, the new bonded, the new triple mash, Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Every drop is made right there. They support our podcast, our TV shows, our culture. I absolutely love the Jack Daniels brand. Thank you so much to Casey. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Tommy. We could not do this without you guys. Y'all support Jack Daniels. And please remember again, enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Today's episode of the podcast the one and only Michael Ray is brought to you by Yukonuba, the performance dog food. I don't care if you hunt. I don't care if you fish. I don't care if you just have pets. It doesn't matter. We love having our dogs around the cat food. Anything that you're thinking of that Royal Canine makes, their line of Yukonuba dog food, the performance, the puppy performance. We feed it to all of our duck dogs, Axel and Slash and Duff and Waylon and Izzy and Mo. They're all eating the Yukonuba diet nutritional plan, and we are seeing unbelievable results day by day. Thank you, Yukonuba, for being a partner here at our podcast right here at This Life Ain't For Everybody. Today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Dickies. What's up, Dickies? Work where? Fort Worth, Texas. Thank you, Denny. Thank you, Wesley. Thank you, Brian, the entire crew, Miss Stacy. We love Dickies Work where They support our culture. They support our podcast and our brands, and we truly could not do this without them. I love all of my overalls. I love my pants, my shorts, my Temp IQ shirts. It's an amazing brand. They're innovative. They're pushing the envelope every day. Find them at your nearest retailer, Dickies, D-I-C-K-I-E-S, Workwear. And also today's episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody with the one and only country superstar, Michael Ray is brought to you by our friends at meet meet your maker all the grinders the dehydrators the vacuum sealers the saws everything that they're making the tumblers the mixers become a butcher become a processor make your own pepperoni make your own sausage make your own snow goose tacos like we just did today right here at the headquarters of the foul life and all of our podcast series meet m-e-a-t exclamation point find them on instagram find them online you can find discount codes through all of our websites we truly appreciate the support of me today's episode is also brought to you by the one and only napa valley olive oil the part of Shelley family down in the napa valley of california along the coast thank you to ray thank you to jules thank you to stefano thank you to every single one of you that make our podcast possible our tv shows and adding your oil to our recipes is magic the best tasting olive oil on earth it's just out of the box it's old school and we truly appreciate your guys's passion and your efforts in producing the best olive oil a man can buy a woman can buy a chef can buy a backyard aficionado can buy check out napavalleyoliveoil.com and get you a bottle i promise you you will not regret it today's episode is also brought to you by corning ford what's up francis what's up paul get your ford super duty corning california corningford.com at corning ford at instagram they're the official truck of the foul life tv the foul life podcast this life ain't for everybody the provider tv and all of our sister brands and companies here thank you so much to the selection the customer service the dedication to excellence the service department look no further for your 2022 ford super duty diesel truck than corning ford and last but not least today's episode with michael ray of this life ain't for everybody is brought to you by rigid rigid industries own the night everything's better 
with the light on. I'd love to go watch a Michael Ray concert, but I wouldn't want to do it in the dark. I want to see him rocking it. I want to see his band. I want to see the emotions of the, the fans. Everything's better in the light when you're hunting, when you're fishing, when you're four-wheeling. It doesn't matter. Always make sure that you have the best LED lights known to man. There's nothing like Rigid, R-I-G-I-D Industries. They are the official LED light bar and floodlights of the Foul Life and all of our presenting brands and sister brands here at all of our properties thank you rigid thank you all for listening this is michael ray we got a special surprise for you at the end when he throws down on the guitar and sings us a little bit of whiskey and rain we have a great discussion about life and the loneliness the road can bring his career what's going on in nashville tennessee music city usa i hope you all enjoy michael ray this life ain't for everybody i had one of the best country music experiences of my life last night and uh because I'm all about authenticity. That's why I love your voice. I like country. Like, I really, really like country. And for some reason, yeah. I'm drawn I'm drawn to when you sing, it's captivating because it's country. And I need that in my life because I think we've gotten lost. So back to my story. I befriended Tracy Lawrence. And I know you, you know everybody in Nashville. But this man, like, literally had me escorted into the bus yard with my truck, walked me off my truck into his bus, sat me and my guest down and talked to us like we had known each other for 20 years like you and i do yep walked us up we walked up on the stage with him and he played in front of twelve thousand people last night it was the first time this festival ever sold out thursday night where i live they always wow. sell out fr- they always sell out friday and saturday night last year our, our mutual yeah. friend john party had was the headliner on saturday night luke's played it i mean everybody's been here but um yeah. michael ray this dude sang 20 songs and every single one of them were a hit and then he paid homage to jamie johnson by saying in color is one of the best written songs over the last two decades and he did that and then he did devil went down to georgia because of his friend um uh charlie daniels passing away it was some of the most amazing singing i've ever seen by a human being i don't know how you feel about tracy but it was amazing dude I, man it's so speaking of tracy let me see if i i might have put it in my uh Oh, look at that. No, wait, wait, I'm going to take a picture of that and text it because literally I, I, I'm like captivated by this man right now. Look at that hat. Dude, that is so Michael. Thanks for being such a great guy. God dang it. That's neat. He, uh, he's a man, you know, my, yeah, we're all, everybody's first you know introduction to music is always what your parents listen to right or whomever your elderly people are in your life you know listen to right and so i didn't realize honestly man how fortunate i was you know my 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 parents got divorced and and my dad's mom and dad stepped in heavily you know during that time and and my family's very close anyway so the whole family did but you know you just kind of gravitate to certain people and when i was a kid you know during that time i me and my grandpa i really gravitated towards towards him as a grandson does, you know? And so anyway, he taught me all the, all the country music of his generation, you know? And then my dad being a younger dad, you know, we kind of came up loving the same stuff. And so he dude, when I say, I don't even say love, I'm going to say obsessed. When I, I told Tracy this, I go, dude, my dad probably knew your entire catalog. Like I, there isn't, my dad loves like, dude, when paint me a Birmingham came out, my dad was a lead singer in my family's band, right? He, if my dad got a got a guitar in his hand, like that was the only song he would play. You know, he loved Tracy Lawrence, and so I got very, very fortunate. He invited me to do his his podcast last week, and we talked about you on it. 
Uh, oh, I think really? it comes out. I, it comes out in a couple of months. I don't want to say the dates. I don't really know 100%. But anyway, man, we got to sit up there. And I told him, I said, dude, I got to be real with you, man. It's still crazy. I called my dad when I pulled up to your house. And he goes, what? I said, yeah, I called my dad. I said, dude, remember like growing up listening to Tracy? And all of a sudden he said, yeah. I said, well, I'm pulling up in his, to his house right now about to do a podcast on his bus. You know, just one of those moments that like you just, man, you know, you just realized, man, I'm a very lucky son of a gun to be able to be doing this and and very fortunate to be doing it you know at this level where my heroes are reaching out going hey man i like what you're doing i'd love to give you my platform you know what i mean and and introduce my fans and and of course you know introduce uh yeah as crazy as it sounds you know there are people that didn't grow up on tracy lawrence you know so there are people that might be listening to me that might not know that tracy lawrence is a guy that's singing time marches on you know or or yeah. texas tornado so um, he's one of the best, man. I mean, and when you think nineties country, I mean, dear God, it's, it's Tracy Lawrence's voice. You know? God, I can't, I can't like, I'm so excited. Literally no pun intended. I know we're both duck hunters, but I have goosebumps hearing you talk about that because he made a comment last night on stage that made me really think these festivals you've been to him, you're, you sell out all over. You, you play huge festivals. You know how young these crowds can be. I'm watching 18 oh, yeah. to 20 year old girls and boys sing alibis and seeing time marches on and he made a comment from the stage that 1991 was alibis that, that are sticks and stones that kicked off his career and i went there's no freaking way sticks and stones came out that long ago like it didn't make me feel old yeah, but i was dude. like that was the best that was the best voice going like it was so mesmerizing oh, to hear and then when you say paint me a birmingham he did that as his last song last night which i was like damn that's holding water if that's not time marches on because he did time marches on and then paint me a birmingham and i stood there with chills on the side stage just going my my life is made now watching tracy do the song it's, it's incredible man you know one thing I, we're playing a festival tonight where I, that's why i'm on the bus we're playing in illinois uh tonight but one thing i love that a lot of these festivals are starting to do and a lot of these fairs and stuff they're doing um you know they're bringing those guys and those girls from the 90s back and and, and putting them together with like you know, a current act or whatever. And so it's cool is that we get, you know, it gets best to both worlds. And I think, man, you listen to those songs, the reason why Alibis or, or Time Marches On or Texas Tornado or other songs don't don't seem like they're that long ago, it's because they're timeless, man. They're timeless. They will always be a hit. I told him, I said, dude, I go, you got 19 number ones, but they're 19 number ones that we are trying to get one of. You know what I mean? Of that, that status, you know, because you can have number one songs, you can have 20 of them, but it doesn't, if they're not, but there's a difference between a number one and then a hit number one song, you know, Tracy Lawrence has had 19 or 20 hit number one songs, you know, when you listen to it, you're just like, dude, for your grandkids will go to Broadway and Nashville, whatever it will be at that time and be able to request time marches on. And I guarantee you the guy sings, you know, like it, that's just, a, it's mind blowing, man. And he's like you said, he's one of the greatest guys, you know, uh so nice makes you feel like like you said makes you feel like uh you've known him forever you forget who you're talking to you know <laughs> a few minutes hanging out with him so your dad would do the last tracy lawrence question your dad would do paint me a birmingham let's say michael ray gets invited to play a tracy lawrence tribute one day you know because he's he's 30 his new his new tour merch is it all says 30 years in the music business pretty much this is his yeah. 30th year what song do you choose if you get to pick from his library what do you and the Ooh. michael ray band do do you have one i would do probably alibis is one of my favorites um uh 
Time Marches On is classic. You know, um, Alibi is probably my, my, my go-to. Uh, I'm going to sing some Tracy Lawrence at karaoke or stuff. But just, there's just something about that that song, man, that's just so captivating. You know, the lyrics, his voice, the whole thing. You know, it's just – and I think that's why 90s country music is, is making this resurgence. You know, country music took a turn where – it was more about the melodic structure, not the lyric, you know, which is fine. That's what that's, you know, that happens, you know, music webs and flows is what it's there for, you know, it's there to do. But at the end of the day, we're all humans that are trying to connect on a, on a more bigger level than just being able to bob your head and sing the same lyric over and over. You know, there's a time and a place for those songs, but those songs aren't timeless. You know, what, what you listen to in high school, hip hop wise is not probably, if you listen to it now, you're like, man, that's weird. You know, that's, that's different. Uh, different than what they're doing now, but but country music in that '90s style, man. There's still a lot of that flair in today's music, but it's been missing that lyric, that that content. You know what I mean? Like if we've had we've had great songs, but we haven't had a time marches on. You know, we haven't had a. You listen to a lot of those, a lot of those '90s songs, man. I, I think that's why they're making a resurgence. I think people are needing that, especially coming out of all the bullshit we just went through through the last two years of COVID and all the, you know, just all the hell. I think people are grasping for stuff. You know, I think they're grasping for some some meat. You know, to to those songs, even uh, you know, even songs like "Find Out Who My Find Out Who Your Friends Are." That's some freaking, you know, it's it's such a written lyric. You know what I mean? It still has that meat to it. It's just uh, I my I think that's why uh, you see a lot of these guys making a big comeback. So let me ask you this, Michael, around the business side of things, because this is a business now. This is this is 16th, 17th Avenue, and we could get into a week-long conversation about how much Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee has changed. But is this a strategy, in your opinion? Because, um, uh, uh, gosh dang, Cole just put out a song about Heads Carolina mm-hmm. till, uh, with Jody. And now Jody and DJ Silver, I want you to know, called this three months ago on the podcast. He's like, you watch. There's going to be a resurgence of Jody Messina, and maybe is this a is this a strategy oh, yeah. that Al Dean's got Tracy going out with him, and 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 you guys are putting these '90s lyrics because Jody Messina is, is a bad mofo, man. She is oh, awesome. Dude, I know, and, man. We just did a show with her not long ago, man. She's a badass, dude. So awesome. So, do you, is it a strategy that these record executives are like, "Hey, let's tie in Heads Carolina because it was huge. Let's get Jody back because now there might could be." revenue based on these 90s acts coming back travis who we both know uh you know you mm-hmm. know travis very well he's selling out everywhere mm-hmm. he goes he was one of the greatest voices of the 90s right so like oh, is, yeah. is there a strategy going on to bring these 90s acts back because that could have been considered quote unquote for lack of better terms the golden era of country music oh it's 100 percent the golden era i mean i think you know 90s country you you just had that really great blend of haggard and jones and Randy Travis and Keith Whitley, you know, that in the 70s, 80s, and then the class of 89, you know, with Travis, with Clint, with Garth and Allen. Uh, I mean, you they they changed the game. I mean, it went from, you know, you had acts, the biggest acts playing, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I, yeah, just, let's just say 5,000 seat arena might be your biggest act to 89, 90, boom. These guys are selling 10 million albums. They're selling out arenas. Travis is doing the damn you know, Super Bowl halftime show. You know what I mean? Like this crazy, crazy wave that happened that didn't slow down for 10 or 12 years, you know? And uh, so I think, man, I think some, you know, I mean, obviously music is a business, you know, so like anything else. So obviously there is that monetary, you know, push in a lot of things. But I think 
and I know Cole real well, and I and I feel like I know Jody pretty well, you know, from the shows and just being a big fan of, of, of hers. Um, that started with the songwriters, and I guarantee you, you know, Cole can Cole's like an encyclopedia of '90s country music, and so uh, I think I think that the idea of that started with them, um, and I think Cole ran with that probably and went, man, I could shine light on one of my heroes, one of my female heroes, because. You know, those the women of the 90s, dude, I don't care if you're a guy, girl, whatever. Like, you're cranking up, man, I feel like a woman. Uh, walk away, <laughs> Joe. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, there wasn't none of this, like, oh, I'm a guy. I don't listen to that, you know. No, we were cranking up Heads Carolina, Tells California. You could play that cover, you know. And, uh, you know, what's crazy about that song is you can. And I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if Jody Messina realizes how big that song is still to this day, even before Cole putting putting out the song that he just put out because you could be in a damn rock show and they play Heads Carolina Tales California people are going to know that song like it was that big and still is that big so I think I think there is a monetary push to it but I think that's in the end man I think I think that's once I think Cole and them brought this to the label and went hey look at this I mean I mean the label could have found it too you know we got like Chris Lacey Stephanie a lot of other people uh I could go on and on at Warner that fine song so I don't know who found this song uh, for Cole or if it got sent to Cole by the writers. But, man, I guarantee you, knowing the writers and knowing Cole, I guarantee you they, they saw an opportunity to to work with people that they respect, you know what I mean, and be able to to partner up. And I think I think it's smart on Aldine's part. I think, you know, Jansen and Travis Stritt are going out together. I think, uh, I think it's smart on all their parts, man, to conjoin, man, because, one, you get – all generations, right? You get our parents' generation with us. I get to bring my dad to a concert, and he gets to see one of his favorite guys that I also grew up listening to as one of my favorite guys. And then we get to see Jason Aldean, which is both of our guys. You know, and That's so a great point. I think it's brilliant, man. I think it's I think it's brilliant, and I think why not cash in on it, man? You know, if you if it, if you do something that makes sense, um, like they're doing, and and you can bring and pay you know i think that's one thing i'm so glad to see these artists doing it because i think as a as a genre we have sucked at it. it is respecting those men and women that have came we always look at the flash in the pan what's the hot thing nashville's always looking what's next what has la done what's this guy done well meanwhile we've left men and women that have paved the way for us to even have this opportunity you might throw their name up at an award show at during a commercial break you know what i mean but you don't realize that if it wasn't for that face you wouldn't have your beach house you know what I mean? That you're going to, you wouldn't have the shit that you got, you know? So I, I love seeing these artists giving back to those that paved the way for us, man. You know what I mean? Cause they would have done the same thing. Look at Travis Stritt and Waylon and Johnny Cash and Charlie Daniels. Travis went back to those guys and went, Hey man, how did y'all do it? How can I put what y'all did? Cause obviously you did it really good. You know, there's still, 13 year old country kids learning devil went down to Georgia on fiddle. You know what I mean? That period all so, over the map. It's so it's so refreshing to hear you say that. Yeah, man. So, so I refreshing. think, you know, I think, you know, Travis went to those guys and went, Hey, I know I got my own flair. I got my own thing that I'm bringing, but what did y'all do? And how can I make this happen? You know? And, uh, and so I love the fact that it's, that these artists are doing that and shining lights. Those artists have paved the way that, because, man, you know, I've, I've talked to some guys and girls that have been, you know, well, men and women, I should say guys and girls, that are, uh, you know, that are from that class of the 90s or 80s or whatever, you know. And they say how much, you know, our, our whole industry, our whole life is being accepted and being liked and being loved, right? 
well, if I, I got this coffee right here, if I say this coffee sucks, it's just coffee, right? You don't take it to heart. But if I say, man, Chad, that painting on your wall sucks and you drew it, well, shit, man, that's something that you put out. You know what I mean? Like, that's a yeah, whole different thing. Time. Now you're talking about your soul. You're talking about what you created. So your whole career is being liked and being loved and being accepted. And, you know, now we got social media and everything, so everybody's on it all the time. Well, then all of a sudden, as life does, as my career will do, as, you know, everybody's career does, it goes, 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 and it starts kind of plateauing, and then, you know, you ride off into the sunset or whatever, you know, but on that ride off in the sunset, you're still a person who, for 20 years, has been fighting to be accepted, you know. Then all yeah. of a sudden, it just feels like Nashville goes, oh, all right, we're done with you. Thanks for what you did. You know, appreciate it. Uh, we'll uh, see you at the Hall of Fame speech if you live that long. You know, it's a thing uh, that... Um, that it's it just it, it breaks my heart. You know what I mean when you when when you see that type of stuff. So to see everybody giving back and coming back and 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 watering our garden. You know what I mean? Like feeding our kids first. Like looking at the men and women that paved the way. Our country music artists that made us want to pick up a guitar. Honor those guys and then reach out to someone. You should you should you know? be the spoke. You should be. The, I'm not bullshitting you, Michael Ray. You should be the spokesperson for Nashville. Like I have been on a soapbox for five years on this podcast. Well, three years on this podcast, but five years on TV talking about. I don't want to hear somebody say, "Well, everybody gets their turn," and that you know there was the outlaws, and then there was no man. This is this is something to where this is a legacy. This music is going to live on forever, and we've got to keep like what you just said. A great quote by Michael Ray is, "Water the garden that allowed you to grow." into who you are to afford your lifestyle and livelihood now. And now you're going to start living the right way because your insight and your in the way that you talk about country music is so dead on that you're going to be this man that uh, younger artists are going to be talking about one day. I could see a Michael Ray Tracy Bird tour. Like, I would love to see the Watermelon Crawl where you, you're you the headliner and, and Tracy Bird is out there with you because I miss Tracy Bird and I'm driving through Oklahoma last year to go to a duck hunt in out South Oklahoma City with our mutual friend Chase Rice and there's a little yeah. tiny billboard on this casino that is not very big that says Tracy Bird this Friday night. I said, what? I used to fall over backwards to see Tracy Bird live Uh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. So another thing I wanted to tell you was when you mentioned the females, what uh, happened? Keith Whitley's tribute show this night. I was looking for you because you were on the bill. I want to know where you were because your name's on this flyer. And I'm like, oh, Uh I get to see my boy tonight. But anyway, before you talk to me, Daryl Worley was amazing. Another voice of that time frame of what we're talking about. He tore it up that night. And then Miss Dina Carter got up there and did Strawberry Wine. And you could have heard a pin drop in the Nashville Palace Theater, dude. It was unreal to hear her sing that song again. And like what you're talking about and alluding to, Michael Ray, is like everybody knew that song and just stood there mesmerized by the singer singing it. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. So... Jesse had hit me up like a few months before and uh and he uh was telling me around around about date and then we were filming and the filming where our film dates went right through so I couldn't get from California out back so I called Jesse before they before they released the where they released the posters I guess it was too soon I don't know but I was like hey dude I cannot I can there's no way I could make it back for that and do this you know it's just it's not going to yeah. happen and then I look out, I started getting hit up by everybody that day that they're like, Hey man, we're here. And I was like, damn it guys. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to, I wish I would have taken my name off, but I, I, I hated missing it because I love Jesse and Lori and, and Keith Willie was such a huge influence of mine, you know? And, but, uh, but there was just no way it was, we were cutting it too close to, you know, flights have been canceling and, and shit. It was just too close to be able to make it, make it back. 
Um, but but Darrell Worley, man, one of the best. Dina Carter, you know, a lot of people don't realize how, how talent, or not just how talented, but all the stuff that she's done in music. You know, she wrote uh, You and Tequila for Kenny Chesney. Um, she, uh, you know, her first show uh, that she ever played when she was younger was uh, for Willie Nelson at Farm Aid. was her first. Wow. Her first show ever at like 14 or something crazy, you know. So she uh, she's one of my favorites, man. I love her. She's such a sweetheart, too. She's cool to, cool to hang with and talk to. So talk to me now about this same conversation about the Michael Ray career now, Mike, is Michael is, is it waiting in line? Is it staying patient and staying real and staying legitimate and authentic and just waiting your turn? Because it is coming because you can't argue your voice. You can't, you can't tell me that you're not country. You can't tell me that you're not a hit maker. You can't tell me that you got don't have great stage presence. You can't tell me that you have the humility. I've never seen anybody like you and Chad Mendez that will literally go into a tiny bar in Salt Lake City and act like everybody in there is your friend when you're selling out you're selling out you're selling out major shows. Like that is a great trait to have. So, yeah. is your business model with your management and your label and your publishing and all this keep doing you? and your time will come and let's not rush it? Man, you know, uh, I think for us, but and, and all the artists that I looked up to um, and still do, and I, I, you know, you look at like a, a Kenny Chesney, right? And I think it was like sixth or seventh album before like he started like really clicking. You know, I mean, he had hits. Um, and, but, uh, you know, and then you look at, you know, uh, Lou Bryan was climbing, 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 but then that third dude, that tailgate ten lines record, bro. I remember buying it, putting it in my truck, going, "Holy shit!" Lou Bryan just became a superstar. You know, like these songs are great. It took two or three albums. Uh, Gary Allen for me is one of my one of my biggest influences. You know, when you look at careers, you look at Gary Allen's always been real. He's always been true. And guess who's always been there? Gary. Guess who's still headlining places? Gary Allen. You might have these big pop in the you know flashing the pans and Nashville chase them down you know what I mean and then they'll come up and come down that happens all the time but as they're doing all that there's these artists these men and women that are just doing this the whole time right and then next thing you know you look you're like damn man Gary Allen's headlining all these festivals you know and he's oh shit he's had this many hits you know I mean look at Tracy Lawrence you know it's like you go see him you're like if you go see Tracy Lawrence and his hour set, all you're listening to is number one smash songs, like one after the other after the other. Um, so I think I think being real, growing, evolving into something better uh, every time, and just learning learning your crowd and learning your your brand and and being um, being honest and being humble, man. You know, I mean, we're so lucky, dude. And in, in the last couple of years, you know, I've, I've had to lose you know a couple close family members, man. That really just sadly those moments wake you up and realize you know the balance of life a little bit and. And I think just learning myself, learning you know where I want to go, uh, and, and my sound, and and just coming to the coming to the the realization that man, some people are gonna like you, some people ain't, man. It doesn't matter. That's what life's about, you know. And, and you know, music wise, play for the folks. You know, I think it was Charlie Daniels that said, you know, play like there's ten thousand. If even if there's ten, you know, and just keep growing. And um, our our things, my things, always been about the fans and about the music, and just trying to keep it as real as possible. And, uh, you know, grow as grow as we grow, man. You know, we're, we're fortunate to have, you know, platinum singles and four number ones and, you know, tour bus and we're playing, you know, we're, we're working uh, harder than damn near anybody else. You know, we're on the road all the time. So uh, fortunate people are showing up, man. With that being said, Michael Ray, talk to me about this, the dilemma of social media. I just had a podcast about this topic about staying in your lane. I understand that it's a necessary evil, right? We market out with it. We get our word out there with it. Some people have 
this many followers. Some people get this many likes. Um, you're a success right now. You have number one hits. You have great albums. You have awesome stage presence. You, you're a great person to watch live. This is no, there's no shame in your game. Do you try to stay in your own lane? I know that you support your fellow friends in Nashville, but do you try to stay in your own lane and not worry about how many likes somebody's getting or how popular somebody's getting or the, the endorsement deals somebody's getting or what the opportunities that are others are getting. And I want you to finish your sentiments, Michael Ray, by talking to me. Is this a, is this something that can really be challenging to an artist of like, look, I got what it, I, it takes. I've been here. I've been, because I've talked to other artists who are like, man, I had to get off of social media. And now I'm starting to see it myself of like, man, I don't really want to, I don't need to care what the rock is doing anymore. I don't, I want to do me. I, I want to be motivated, but I want to yeah. motivate myself. Do you feel the same way about, Hey, you kind of go dark. If you stay in that little rabbit hole of swiping up all the time and, and try and seeing how everybody else is living. Yeah, dude. It's so easy to do, man. You know, I've, I've fallen curse of it. We all have, you know, where you're, you're looking at, I definitely have probably had times in my life where I was overlooking at, you know, looking at it way too much following oh man well what's this all how this got good this how this and you know my dad told me this story about this old preacher that uh told my dad this uh said man he goes to my dad was a was a preacher at the time and he said he said jerry he said you know god made god made one of one of you for a reason you know just like he made one of me just like he made you know one of everybody right and everybody's past different and so some people might move to Nashville and boom, it happens in six months. Some people might move to Nashville, happens 15 years, you know. We got you know, Walker Hayes has been happening for, you know, we've known, I remember Walker Hayes when he was playing acoustic at Tin Roof, you know, and then now look however many years later that's been. And now he's got, you know, two of the biggest songs of the last couple of years, you know. Um, sorry. <clears throat> you're all right. I like, what you're, um, I like where you're going. But, um, uh, what was the question again? Sorry, I just completely. I, I, I'm just no. It's good. Uh, it's just it's just about paying attention to other people and how that can be detrimental instead oh, yeah, of staying yeah, in your yeah, lane sorry. and doing you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I um. Yeah. You know. I. You definitely fall because it's there, man. You know, our whole world revolves around a good and bad. You know, and there is good sides to it. You know, like you said, we use it for promotion. We use it for staying in touch. Yeah. A lot of times, you you comment on people's Instagram so much that you think you talk to them and then you realize, shit, I ain't told that person in eight months on the phone. You know, I've, I've commented on their Instagram or whatever, like their stuff. So there, you know, there's good and bad, but I, I think when that preacher told my dad that my dad told me that story really resonated with me of going, yeah, man, I have my own lane. God made me, you know, like, is it, if it happens, you know, in 15 years or happens in two years, Hey, it's going to happen. And either way we're working our way towards it. Now, you can look at other people and pull from what they're doing, but if you start looking at other people comparing, you're only going to hurt yourself because guess what? What you're comparing to is their highlight reel. Nobody's showing you their real shit on these things. They're showing you their highlight reel. They're showing you that big sold-out show, or they're making it look like there's more people there than normal, or they're showing all this stuff. You're not, you're not seeing the, the loneliness or the whatever. You know what I mean? Like You're not seeing the fact that, dude, the majority of us are all in the same boat when it comes to whatever, you know, you and whomever is doing what you're doing for a living, probably feeling a lot of the same situations, you know? And so I think if you're comparing yourself to someone's, you know, Instagram posts or their TikTok or whatever, you're, you're already setting yourself up for failure because they're showing their gold. You know, they're showing their, their best shit. And you're sitting here alone on your bus or alone in your house, or, you know, maybe 
tight on money or bills are coming in or you're sick or, you know, going through divorce or whatever it is. And you're looking going, oh, man, look, they got it together. They don't got it together. You're following a bunch of people that are wearing masks, you know, and then you're comparing to their masks. You can't do it. You know, so I always think I just I just did a podcast not long ago and was talking about this very thing. And I said, the best thing you can do is when you start feeling that comparison, find a way to put it down. You know, if it's not bringing you motivation, like if you're following an artist and you're like, hell yeah, like I love watching my friend, he's crushing. You know, that, that's a motivating thing for me. You know, it's like some of my buddies that I've known wear their asses off, you know, to finally see it coming together. You're like, hell yeah, man, good for you. Uh, other than that, I, I don't follow that many that I like, I don't know, I don't really follow that many people, but the ones I do, I feel like motivate me. I feel like I'm not comparing myself. You know, I'm not like, oh, well, shit man I, you know we played here and there was only this or whatever i'm like man you know what i'm healthy the last couple of years you know I, I lost real close loved ones that made me realize that you know we've we've got a got a time stamp on this whole thing you know that that's been made you know uh before we were born you know when god god brought us in he he had a day that we were leaving too you know so you have limited time and you just Got to got to be thankful, man. You know when you look around, and I'm like, I'm the only person in my family that made made it happen. There's a lot of people in my family that tried, you know, but circumstances, whether that be kids or jobs or bills or whatever, it didn't work. But man, thank God it didn't. And I just want to have fun with it, man, and and not lose the moments. Tracy and I talked about this. He said, dude, he goes, there's so many moments when you look back on it because you're in the heat of it and it's just going on. You're on fire. You know, you're hit, 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 and selling tickets he goes that you forget that you're gonna look back at that time and go shit man that was some of the best times and and if you don't live in those moments and go you know what is this as big as it gets this is pretty it's pretty badass you know if obviously we ain't working for that but if you look at life that way i think you have a way better way of uh having peace you know at least i do i that's what i try to do because it doesn't get you man you know you're constantly comparing yourself look wise or sound wise or, or what's this person doing or how's that guy do this different or what's this how to get this i went out for that or blah blah and it's it's so we all do it dude and it's just it's i slipped in it how i slipped in it a couple of weeks ago you know but you just gotta find a way to pop yourself out and go wait a minute it doesn't matter you know because somebody's probably looking at my shit going god man how's he doing that how's he doing that and then not knowing what real life is, you know? So um, I think it's just knowing your limits on it, man. What is the Michael Ray instruction manual for when that darkness <clears throat> starts to set in and that comparison starts to set in that, 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 uh, that inability to understand what you have and who you are. And like your preacher friend said to your daddy of, they made you for a reason. They only made one of you. How, what are some exercises that you could teach me and our listening audience, Michael Ray? Is it exercise? Is it yoga? Is it alcohol? Like there's so much that goes on on the road, whether it's alcohol or, I mean, there's stories that'll, there's, there's stories about, about entertainers throughout the century or uh, the decades that ended pretty ugly. What is the, you, you, you seem like you have such a good head on your shoulder uh, at such a young age that what is the secret to do that? Because I could tell straight not right now as your friend and as somebody that's been around you, you know, in person, and I don't know you very like as good as I know other friends, but I got a lot of mad love and respect for you. I know that you go dark and I know that I yeah. do too. I know that I do too. Tell us how to get out. How, how do we recognize it and how do we start climbing out of it before it sets in and keeps us down for too long? 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I think one thing for me was, and I didn't realize that I went to this place called PCS in Arizona for seven days, uh, just because after the last couple of years, you know, just feeling like, you know, first off, one side of the story has been told, you know, and now everybody wants to write a book report on some bullshit. So now now you feel like Nashville's, you know, doing what they normally do, uh, which is, oh, where's the story at? Let's follow that. No one really, you know, no shit. Um, after going through that, after going through COVID, after going through all this stuff, I'm like, you know, figuring out that, man, I felt paralyzed, you know, and then I started feeling like I would go out because I didn't like sitting at home by myself, but then I'd go out and get to go out. You know, I smoke, but like to go out, I'd have to smoke a lot or try to get a good buzz going before I got out. So I was this happy dude. Well, then I'd go home, crash again, feel like, you know, shit, because I was so depressed down. And then I'd have to go out. And then I felt like I was living a different life. So I felt like I needed to be that guy again when I went out. So no one knew that I was going through this shit you know, alone. So it was like this weird, like, you end up feeling like you're living a two time or two different lives. You're like, well, shit, I was funny last time we were out. So how did I do that? Okay. I got to, you know, I got to make sure I'm buzzed up before I go, or I got to do this, you know, and it's an evil, evil downhill, fast downhill slide. But I went to this place cause I felt the need that I needed to do something to help snap, you know, out of this or else it was going to, you know, it, it could be bad. You know, my aunt, um, took her own life year before last and so when we were at the service i remember that that has never been a thing i've never i thank god ever had those thoughts but you know that was also the first person in our family that had ever done that and so we were at the service and like they were kind of talking about some of the things that she was been going through and man i was like damn i checked off a few of those boxes you know like feeling you know i feel that way i i, I understand that or i kind of understand that you know things that she was feeling and I was like, my God, dude, I don't want to check off any of these boxes. Like, how did it get to this? You know, like, you know, you know, if it started here, but, you know, I don't have any of those thoughts, but odds are hers started where she only checked off a couple boxes and then she never got help maybe, or I, I don't know, you know, maybe she did or maybe she went back and forth. But um, for me, I was like, I need to, I need to pull myself up, you know, and I had some friends that, you know, helped during the time, but I was in such a weird place, man, that I, you know, just wasn't in a place of acceptance or, or, and so I went to this place, man, and it made me realize that, one, when you're feeling that, like, paralyzed feeling, there's a reason. It's because your body is pretty much shutting down from all the stuff you're just holding in, right, all the time. It's either going to come out in shakingness or whatever, you're going to feel paralyzed from it, right? And so that I didn't, I didn't know any of that. And so I started realizing that, you know, the, the active routine is a very good thing. Find out what that is. For me, it was working out. For me, it was, you know, try to read, you know, my Bible every day, at least a little bit of it, right? Or try to read something that makes me feel, okay, I got a purpose. I got something better. Find out those things that make you feel at peace and know that, you know, take care of yourself first so you can be better in other ways and better for other people. So for me, it was just like finding those routines of, all right, every day I'm going to do this. And, and, you know, and we travel so much, man, you can't, it's hard to have a routine out here, but Man, it's weird how when you have those good routines, when you can't do them on some days, if you have like a couple of days where you can't do that thing, where wake up in the morning, just try to always be grateful, pray in the morning. You know, I try to read a little bit of my Bible, and then I always try to work out every day. Um, when you go a couple of days without it, dude, you can start feeling it, man. And the best thing is, is just I always was so scared that anybody would find out that I felt weird or like was battling a, you know, dark time or whatever. I, you know, I'm the guy supposed to have it together that I just kept everything in, you know, and I think the biggest thing that I encourage people with is be honest with your friend groups, because guess what? They're going through shit too. They might be trying to put on their best foot forward. And then because you're putting your 
best foot forward. You know, they're going, I can't talk to Chad about it. Look how great he's doing. You know, I can't, I don't want to bring him down. You know, I don't want to do this. Well, in all reality, you never know, man. Like I, I could say it more times than not. I have had a gut feeling to call somebody or to text somebody randomly, someone I had talked to in like two or three years, you know, and, and then, uh, hang on one second. Sorry, buddy. You're good. Shit, I don't know. Oh. And, uh, had that feeling to call somebody and a couple weeks later, something happened, you know what I mean? Whether that be something in their life happened or tragically a couple of times it's been, you know, a friend of mine, uh, got killed on a motorcycle, you know, so it's like, man, those little gut feelings, someone's telling you, Hey man, talk to somebody or check on somebody, just do it with it. No one's going to complain that you said, Hey dude, just thinking about you. You know what I mean? Like that's it or love you, whatever. Nobody's ever going to go, oh, screw you, Chad. You know what I mean? No one's, no one's ever going to be mad at that. But I can just encourage people, man, to find that find that thing that you can do on a routine day, daily, whether that's a book or meditation. I know a lot of people meditate. That helps a lot, you know. Um, but whatever that is that makes you go, okay, I'm centered now, man. Because it's, it's funny, dude. You can I can tell even in certain situations, you know, Listen, I'm a hothead from Central Florida, dog. You know, I get, I get that that it still comes out. You know, so I can catch myself. But sometimes when I'm when I'm on my routine of this stuff and doing feeling like I'm doing right, eating right, I feel like things don't get to me like that. So I feel like I'm watching myself from an out of body experience, going, "Oh shit, dude, you didn't lose your temper. Oh, awesome." You know, instead of instead of being the guy that would just go, "Wow, what the hell happened?" You know, so I just encourage people again. I know I'm long winded on it, it's just because I went through. No, myself, I love but, it. Keep going, um, please. I love it. Um, it's re- hey, bro, it's re- it's refreshing to know that you can talk about this type of shit and enlighten other people that it's okay to talk about. It's it's very it's very key right now in the, in today's world. Yeah, man, I think we got too much of it that they're t- talking about, but they're throwing it out there at advertisement, but they're blaming other things, you know. And like we 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 have such a real crisis on on our hands that we're not we're saying we need mental health issue you know of uh we, we need we need a, a a solution to mental health issues but no one's doing anything you know we're just talking about mental health and then blaming all these other things um but i think it's important man i really think it's important especially in, in our world man where you know we are all we're all of our friend groups are very much testosterone driven hunting god-fearing patriot men you know that we we don't we want we're tough you know um sometimes those toughest guys are battling the heart battles you know that they don't want to say anything because we're at duck camp you know you don't want to say you know shut up you know stop being a stop being a you know what you know what i mean like <laughs> and so i think I think, yeah, I think I think it's i just think it's important man find that friend group find that routine stick to it and uh and try to not let anything move it you know if you can stick to it stick to it because the better you are the better you're just going to be for somebody else i love that i think i think that it's neat that you could that you could lay it out to what is really going on. Cause it's literally everywhere. And I want to ask you a personal question about my interactions with you and me personally. And I'm opening this up because I, I'm not going to be judged by you. Okay. Like one day you might yeah. say that, that dude, I, I duck kind of with that dude one time and he sucks, but whatever. Right. Like, okay. But, but when we have a beer together after Tim Montana's shoot in October, everything's yeah. cool. So I want to ask you a personal question about interactions in my, in my, um, I want to be, make sure that I see the light on this, Michael Ray. 
Yeah. You me- you mentioned your friend groups. You mentioned honesty. You mentioned communication and opening up. When you have somebody like me that comes into your life, and I have my I own mean. thing going out here, and you got your thing going, and we have some common blood. We've met personally. We've hung. And the last time we hung, it was a lot more than the previous times that we were together in person. It gets better and better every time is my point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have more time. But I'm I'm persistent person, okay? I'm a very persistent human being. Yeah. Does it does it wear on you that you get a text from me after you had another text from me that you did not respond to because your text <laughs> your text string goes so far down every day with your with your your daily duties as an artist and your in your yeah. business? Does it bother you to the point to where you would ever go this motherfucker? <laughs> and, and here's the question, Michael Ray. Yeah, I've been ghosted by somebody for the same thing. And I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to bring anything up. I'm simply asking for myself, not for a friend. What is the correct protocol in a person's life? Do you sit down on the last day of the month and go through your texts and go, okay, it's time to get back to building. He, he, he texts me a happy 4th of July. I know I was slammed. I forgot the last 26 or 27 days, but is that how you do it? You get a weekly report or a monthly report of the people you forgot to, I want to know the right thing to do to where I don't irritate Michael Ray to the point of being F that dude. I'm ghosting. Uh I hate my point. Michael Ray is I hate ghosters. I hate the idea of ghosting unless it's psycho, but I'm not, I'm a good dude. I'm just asking. Okay. For myself. Does that question make sense? I absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. I actually, I actually do better with people that are persistent because, especially over the last like couple of years, three years of life, you know, I feel like growing up, I had to put a lot of stuff to the side. You know, I was definitely the guy that was like, no, 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 everybody just be cool. I don't want any, you know, stop fighting, stop this. There's just a lot of arguing all the time that like I didn't realize, you know, until I went to this PCS place in Arizona that, uh, that I was still carrying a lot of that, you know? So a lot of the reasons why with, if anything goes bad or, or if I'm going through something, instead of reaching out, because like I said earlier, I never want to be that guy that didn't have his shit together. Right. So instead I just cocoon out, right. Just go. And then, and then just beat yourself up mentally the entire time. So for me over the last few years, it's been, I didn't realize how bad that had gotten because I've been carrying that with me my whole life, you know? And, uh, and just, putting on the, the face that everything's fine, everything's fine, you know, and then what we do for a living does not help that because you got to put the face on, you know, if you're going through shit, you know, I can't tell you how many artists I know that been fighting with their wives or fighting with their husbands or, or something going on, you know, dealing with something back home. And then they're about, Hey man, your intro music's coming on. They're like, rah, 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 you know, and having to go out, put the face on, you know, no one, no one gives a shit. No one bought a ticket to hear about your, your landscaping going bad, you know what I mean? Or whatever. <laughs> so, um, so that's something I always had to do, but I didn't know that, you know, so I would always do that and then feel bad about it. It's like this vicious cycle, you know, it's like, man, I don't feel like talking to anybody right now. I don't, or just, I don't feel like doing anything or, or the, you know, honestly, like I got with everything going, you know, here, there, this, that I'm just not an organized person. So like whenever there's four or five things going on, I'm like, all right, I see a text. Cool. Got it. But, uh, and then it might be two days or it might be at midnight. You know what I mean? Before I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'll forget. And then you start feeling bad. And it's like, well, it's been two days. Now I look like a dick. I don't want to be that guy. But for me, especially what I'm trying to be more persistent on is that uh, because I did that for so long was just dark out, you know. And thank God I had, a, you know, you and a bunch of other friends that understand those moments um, of life. But I've, I've 
feel like I'm getting better at that and trying to do, trying to be more like, okay, even if it's seven days or even if it's two days or whatever, try to be consistent or try to just be honest, be like, Hey man, you know, been busy a couple weeks, whatever. Uh, but for me, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I do better with persistence because for me, I'm I, I, not now so much because I feel like I'm doing so much better on it. I feel like at the time, the persistence is like, one day I'm going to be in a good moment or a good space or whatever at the time and be like needing this, you know, so please, I'm grateful for the persistence is what I'm trying to say. But, but bro, please don't take that as I was trying to say that I have a an issue or a problem with how you have, because uh, oh, no. you, you communicate with me fine. I was simply asking the, 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 the idea of ghosting now is so easy because the way we can track calls, screen calls, cut people off, block right, calls, right. block this, block that, like, I wish that people could have the substance to just be like, look, you're a dumb mother. F- don't ever talk to me again. And then, you know, because we're put on earth to know, <laughs> just let, yeah. just, just let me know. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not, I'm not out here to bug you. I'm out here to be an asset as a yeah. friend. I want to be a friend, but here's yeah. the difference. And where I was going with this, Michael Ray is that I've learned because of that preacher that talked to your daddy and the way that your daddy's talked to you and the way that my dad raised me before he passed away, rest in peace. That's the duck tattoo on my shoulder right there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, Was to be caring and to be, and to be there and to be present and to let people know how you feel because you don't get a chance to tell your aunt that you love her again. So my, my whole ideology and French ideology and friendships was I'm going to go above and beyond to tell these people what they mean to me. I, the last, the last thing that I need in the world is a ticket to the Michael Ray concert. I don't need you to give me a free ticket. I could, I can afford to buy a ticket to go jam out to your badass stage set. I could do that. No problem. I would rather come say hello to you and shake your hand and have a shot with you. Right. But I'm not in this game to get that Raven shirt off of you and Tim Montana because you shoot their crossbows. I'm in this game to be, I'm in this game to be in duck camp with you two creating memories. So right, I've, right. Ne- I've, I've never understood the mindset that it's okay to just drop somebody like a bad habit without them, without giving them validation. I think that's a weakness. I just wanted to bring yeah. that up that I think it's a weakness that that happens in society because it's so easy because everybody is mesmerized with this thing going, Oh, I got plenty of friends. Oh, really? Are they really your friends? Everybody. Yeah, exactly. I, got, I got a thousand followers. Are you think all thousand of them people give a flying rat's ass about you? No, no. they're watching you on the toilet. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, I was taught, I was taught to be there for my friends and to let them know how I feel to stay present. There's nothing wrong with texting a buddy every month and saying, bro, been thinking about you. What's up? When are we getting together? Cause that's all we got. Hey bro. When 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 my dad was alive, Michael Ray, we would load up on a Sunday and we would drive to Cecil Washington's house who took my place of my grandpa. My grandpa died on his 40, on my dad's 24th birthday. He was 49 years old. His best friend was a black man from Oklahoma City that moved to Richmond, California, next door to Vallejo in Oakland. And he moved to Reno as a union carpenter and met my dad who was a union plumber and they become best friends when my grandpa died. He took over as my dad's dad. When my dad had me in 1974, I had a black grandpa. Okay, my grandpa died at 93 three years ago. He was a black man, and he taught me more than I could ever meet. But on that same Sunday, we would go to Bobby Jean's house, who's now 90. But we would yeah. say, my, my dad made sure that Bobby Jean knew how my dad felt about him and his wife, Shirley, every week by bringing over jams or some kind of garden vegetable that he had grown. 
And after that, we would go to Ben Donnelly's house, who died when he was 90, drank seven and sevens with his eggs every morning, was my barber. Cut, <laughs> cut my ear, cut my ear, Michael Ray, more than he cut my hair. Okay, this man was a legend. Yeah. His, grand, his grandson come over here two weeks ago on one of my days back at home. I cooked him a Traeger lunch, and he said, I got a gift for you and your brothers. And he brought out his dad's old Colt revolver, or his grandpa Ben's. My, grandpa, my dad's good friend Ben, who was way older than my dad, he brought us his revolver and said, my grandpa would have wanted you three to have this. Okay, I'm like, that's yeah. because my, that's my dad took the time out of his life to drive over there every week and to make sure these people knew how my dad felt about him. We don't do, right, that, right. Shit any, we don't do that shit anymore because of this. So yeah, I'm, I'm, all I'm trying to do is be like, guys, girls, this is life. You already admitted it, Michael Ray. We're not here for very long. It's gone in yeah. an instant. So I, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. I just don't understand why people can't just say, stay the F out of my life and go the frick away. And that's it. <laughs> right. Ghosting is yeah. a weird, it's a weird phenomenon to me. And it's happened now because of this before you didn't know who was calling you in that rotary phone. You picked it up. Hello, no, chat, man. chat, yeah. chat. We need to talk. That's how I was raised. We need to talk. Yeah. Meet me at the bike racks. If there's a problem, yeah. let's solve it. That's yeah, it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we got too many there's too many keyboard warriors out there, man, that are that that have caused, you know, that's another thing that irritates me when, you know, society talks about so much stuff. They talk about it, they post about it, but like, hey, guess what? Your post about it ain't doing shit until you start putting it in action. So I don't yep. you know, don't I don't give a shit about your post, about your whatever. Go do it. You know, like you know, our grandparents, they they were about their actions because they weren't worried about what the person that they're probably never going to meet in person thinks about, it. you know, they were taking care of them and their own, their little, their little town. Hell man, my dad, all them, they still live on the same land as my grandfather did as we all did, you know? So it's the same, same thing. So I, I, I agree with you, man. I think back then it was more intentional. You know, we had breakfast every morning at my great grandma's house. Great word. Great word. And, and, uh, and, and was very, you know, my grandfather very intentional about having everybody together all the time, having, you know, having, uh, you know, cookouts, grill outs, you know, calling my dad every day. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. Cause when you think about it, it's like, God dang, all of us heard from my grandfather every day, his mother until he passed away. She, he passed away before she did. My grandfather saw to her every day, both sons every day. There's, there's four, five six seven seven eight of us grandkids every day like all day long like even when he was working not all not talk to us all day long but we'll check on us you know what i mean it might be just a couple minutes hey you good whatever phone call but that's on top of everything else you know uh so i think that goes back to the good and the bad about social media and the phones you know it's like there is so much good in it but as usual, you give humans something that's good. We'll figure out how to turn it bad real quick. <laughs> you know Great point. It's it, it's just it's just a weird phenomenon to me now that it's just life's too short. And I would rather be on the up and up of like how how it's really going down. And like you said, right. like you said, man, we're we're all battling every day. Life. If if somebody come to me and did a seminar and said how to make life easy, I would be like, I ain't listening to your seminar because there ain't no such thing. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, Life's not yeah. easy. That, like, that's the worst yeah. seminar title you could have ever brought into existence. So, right. Yeah, you, I, you, I know you're full it, of shit. <laughs> yeah, you're full of shit. So, so it's like, I, I just, I, I, I am, like you have admitted that you're going through this life. I every day deal with it too because a lot of moving parts and I don't, I don't want to get caught up in it. I don't want to get lost in it, but I'm honored to be able to know you and have a chance to meet you. Why did we meet otherwise? 
Why did you come into my life, Michael Ray? Otherwise, I mean, if you were, if your daddy had a preacher tell him that they only made one of you, then have your preacher and your daddy explain to me why you and I met. Why are we, why are we still talking again after we were just high five? We were high five and hugging in Salt Lake. Why are we talking again? Why are we in each other's lives? If it wasn't meant to be communicating and making sure that each other was okay. Like, it doesn't right. make sense. I, I'm not going to go through the motions with you. I truly yeah. care about your success, your health, your security, your family, all of that shit. You know why? Yeah. Because I, I I would take a bullet for Dan Henderson, and I know Dan way better than I know you. But Dan Henderson would take a bullet for you, and that's why I would mm-hmm. too, because he is your bro. you guys are bros, and I care about Dan. Right. So that's yeah, how but- life is supposed to work. Yeah, man, you're, you're exactly right. I think, I think uh, that's how, you know, growing up, I think there's so much, I, I think, as I said this other day, and I talked to that, that therapy place I went to, um, about like, man, I got real fortunate, real lucky to be able to have, you know, my grandparents, you know, my great, great grandmother didn't pass away until I was like 13. You know, there was all this life that we had that, and everybody was together all the time up until, uh, and then everybody, the people that passed away, passed away in their late nineties, their late eighties, you know what I'm like? People passed away, we kind of knew it was coming type of thing. And then right before my first single comes to radio, my grandpa dies all of a sudden. Uh, we have like four or five big deaths in our family within like four years. And at that time, when I look back, you know, I, I had to do this whole life thing in this therapy place. But when I look back, that's where like, for me, everything changed. You know what I mean? It was like, I hit such a wall when my grandpa died. And then I just went on the road. I never dealt with it. I never, I thought talking about him on radio and, you know, wherever would, would, was something that would make me feel better. But, you know, I just kept that with me and that depression kept with me. And I look at all the changes that were happening in my family. You know what I mean? Like nobody gets together like they used to. This is still, why is this changing? He wouldn't want this. Now it's anger. You know, it's all these things that, that make you, that I didn't realize, but looking back, was that started that depression, you know, that, that led to, to just being, you know, a guy that was just like, screw it. Doesn't even matter, you know, but you gotta, you, you gotta be able to pull yourself up out of that stuff and, and, and have people that'll, that, that'll be there for you. You know, like you said, I, I, I grew up watching my dad and all them, man, they were all boys. And I knew as a kid, even though I could be 12 years old. And even though I didn't see, you know, so-and-so but four times in my life, I could probably call him at 12 years old and go, Hey, David, I need you for this. And David would have been there, you know, just because he was friends with my dad. Yep. That's the, I think I, I love these type of therapy sessions because they, they're so therapeutic to my mind. And we're going to end it by this is that we have to communicate. We have to be transparent. We, we have to be good friends. We have to be good people. We have to be good mentors and good fathers and mothers and, and aunts and uncles. So we just have to, I mean, there's no other choice. Like you can do it, but it's not the right way to be. I want to be a good person. I want to be a good friend. I want to keep maturing. And it's conversations like this that tell the world that just because you got all these hands up on that catwalk when you walk out there to sing Whiskey and Rain tonight, <laughs> you, could, you, you, you appreciate that and you respect your yeah. fans. But that ain't what's going to be the driving factor in Michael Ray's ultimate happiness. I promise you that that's not right. going to be it. And I, I appreciate the the transparency and the honesty, brother. You're you're are you're seriously a badass human being, let alone a badass artist. So kudos to you for freaking caring about your health enough, and my, and, and not just selfishly, but for the people around you to make sure that you're working on it every day. It's so important. 
It's so important, man. So, and I'm not sitting here telling you that as your therapist. I'm telling you that as your friend. Kudos to you because I'm trying to do the Thanks, same bro. shit daily, man. We, Thanks, I would man. like, I would like to go out, Michael Ray. Okay, so I'm getting ready to get in my truck and I'm driving over this mountain range called the Sierras. It's about 90 miles, 90. It's about 110 miles, and I'm going to see our mutual friend John Party tonight that sold out his home state basketball arena where the where the uh, Sacramento Kings play. Fifteen thousand people are going to watch oh, John yeah. Party sing tonight. So we're going to go down to support John party and we're going to have our hands in the air. And that's how I can't wait to see you at your next show is singing this song. I asked you earlier, if you'll do whiskey and rain, I freaking love this song. If you can still do it, but um, I want to hang out soon. I want to freaking hunt this fall. I want to continue this conversation on another podcast someday because this is ever changing, bro. This is ever evolving. Every day is new. You follow me? Absolutely. Anytime, man, we need to get on them. This uh, fall. We are. I'll have you some dates today. I promise. That's. Did it. you get my? The, the, I did send you a text, and I think you answered it about. Um, send me the dates if you if you and Trevor and Timmy have worked out anything on Arkansas yet. I need to know that so I can correlate that timeline with Oklahoma and Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, I know that we normally go like to Stuttgart or to. Yeah, to the Ladue camp. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, I just uh, I don't want to inter- I don't want to interfere with that trip. I want to get you guys some dates to see if they'll work out for you. Yeah, I think we normally go that first part of January, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I'll hit you. I'll hit y'all some dates on that. This has been another episode of This Life Ain't for Everybody. Again, our presenting sponsor, where Michael Ray lives. He's from Florida, but he now makes his living. He resides in Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Well, that's just a little bit north of Lynchburg, Tennessee, where our title sponsor, the one and only, the iconic Jack Daniels, the old number seven, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey's made. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. When I listen to Michael Ray's music, this song right here, I like to have two fingers on ice cubes of Gentleman Jack or Jack Single Barrel. I'm gonna, uh, sh- I've am gonna i shared Jack Daniels with Michael Ray before. We will do it again. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for being the presenting sponsor of This Life Ain't For Everybody. And in case you didn't know, This Life Ain't For Everybody, I got that name off of the wall behind where the band sits in at a bar in Midtown Nashville called losers and i saw that in 2008 and i took a picture of it and i put it on my phone and i look at it all the time of knowing that i've trademarked it right after i saw it knowing this life really isn't for everybody and in nashville they meant these honky tonks and this upbringing this might not be for everybody but in life it means the world you can look at that michael ray so you know i'm not bullshitting you the date on the, the date on the top of that is october 2nd 2012 is when we trademarked This Life Ain't For Everybody off of that sign. That's awesome. I didn't know that. So, Michael Ray, This Life Ain't For Everybody, Whiskey and Rain. This guy is the... He is just a stud. Thank you all so much for the subscriptions, the downloads, supporting our partners and sponsors. I'm Chad Belling. We're going to leave you with the one and only Michael Ray, Whiskey and Rain. Here we go. Michael, something's up, with the, something's up with the audio on. I can cut all this out, but I don't know if it's the um, – I don't know if it's how your, your phone or whatever you're, is catching it, but you can't hear any of the notes on the guitar. No. There, there I could. This. There I could. That's good? Oh, there we go. All right. Yeah, it might be the table with blocking it. Let's see. Well, let me tune this. That makes sure it's good. I'll cut all that out. All right. Yeah. Yeah, my, probably that table.
I don't know. I can't hear that either. It's like something is, every time you strum it, it cuts out. Can you move away from the phone a little bit? Yeah, let me see if I can. Yeah, well, after you get tuned up. Is that better? Yep. Nope. So weird. Yeah, I don't know what it is, Michael. It's not catching it. That's weird. Is that is it clipping? Yeah, it's like as soon as as soon as you strum it, all the all... Go, do it again. Let me try this. Ain't good. What's that? It's not good. It's out. Hang on. That is so weird. Let's see, how's this? Better. That's better. Yeah. What'd you do? Trying to take these headphones, disconnect these headphones, which I guess. Oh, yeah, just turn off your Bluetooth. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, see. Is that better? Yeah. I think it was those ears. Here you go. Been black label pouring on ass. Made a 
Don't get a living room. Yeah, swimming through her good and bad. Misery loves company. Yeah, whiskey and rain coming down, coming down. Splash of bourbon in a glass. Yeah, pouring something on the pain. Let it drown, let it drown. Trying to wash away the past. Whoa, since my blue sky sunshine, whole life hopped on that midnight train. Till the bottle runs out or the clowns roll away, it's just whiskey and rain. It's been nothing but a hangover trying to get over you. Lord willing, man, the creek don't rise. I'm gonna wake up in the morning feeling brand new Without a single cloud in the sky Oh, but tonight it ain't the weather breaking Yeah, whiskey and rain coming down, coming down Splash of bourbon in a glass Yeah, pouring something on the pain Let it drown, let it drown Trying to wash away the past Whoa, since my blue sky sunshine, whole life hopped on that midnight train. Till the bottle runs out or the clouds roll away, it's just whiskey and rain. Misery loves company. Yeah, whiskey and rain coming down, coming down. Splash of bourbon in a glass. Yeah, pouring something on the pain. Let it drown, let it drown. Trying to wash away the past. Whoa, since my blue sky sunshine, whole life hopped on that midnight train. Till the bottle runs out or the clouds roll away, it's just whiskey and rain. Till the bottle runs out or the clouds roll away, it's just whiskey and rain. Whiskey and rain coming down, coming down, splash of bourbon in a glass. That was awesome, bro. Thank you.